Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hey, Riley. Yeah. What do you have? Have blue ribbon? What else? Smoother, smoother, smoother flavor. Sets and sparkle, million savor. Taste that smoother, smoother flavor. Pap Blue Ribbon beer. What do you have? Pap's Blue Ribbon. Internationally famous Pap's Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere. Presents The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. One of the best-known features of modern American journalism is the column, found in many daily newspapers that is known as the Roaming Reporter. You've probably read this column or a similar one in your own daily paper. And you've probably often asked yourself, where do they find these jerks? Well, let's follow the Roaming Reporter as he starts his daily assignment on one of Los Angeles' busy streets. Pardon me, madam. I'm the roaming reporter. Do you have a moment? Uh, sorry, I'm in a hurry. Oh, I beg your pardon, sir. Yes? I'm the roaming reporter. Would you... Sorry, I'm busy. Busy, busy. Everybody's busy. Uh, pardon me, fella. Can I be of any help to you? Oh, you certainly can. I'm the roaming reporter. Do you have a moment? Well, let's see. It's 8.55. I'm due at work at 9. Yeah, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> and now you know how they find them. But let's listen. Are you familiar with the roaming reporter feature in the Daily Star? Uh, is that the one where you stop people on the street and you ask them their opinion? That's right. Well, what do you know about that? I often wondered where you find these jerks. <laughs> well, what can I do for you? Well, first, your name, address, and occupation. Oh, uh, Chester A. Riley, 1313 Blueview Terrace. I'm a riveter in an airplane factory. Fine. Mr. Riley, we'd like your opinion on this question. Should married women work? <laughs> what a question. Certainly they should go to work. What else have they got to do with their time? Why, with all them modern appliances, all they got to do is press a button and bingo, the housework is done. They got a whole day ahead of them with nothing to do. Every day they go to a different movie. The husband comes home and says, where's the supper? She says, I'm not hungry. Make yourself a sandwich. <laughs> sure, why should she be hungry? She's been stuffing herself with popcorn all afternoon. Well, thank you, Mr. Believe me, these married women should be a lot healthier and happier if they left the house 8 o'clock in the morning together with their husbands and put in a good day's work. Of course, I realize sometimes there's a family emergency or woman just has to take a few days off. <laughs> so after she has the baby, then she goes back to work. But a woman with a small baby to look after. She can leave the kid with her mother. The old lady's got nothing to do all day either. <laughs> Thank you again, Mr. Wait, look at it this way. Why shouldn't the wife help the husband meet the budget? All those women do all day long is camp on the couch eating chocolates, waiting for a repairman to come and fix the television. And when the husband, who's been breaking his back 8, 10, 12 hours a day, comes home and says, give me a kiss, honey, she says, please, I'm tired. She's tired. Well, let me tell you, I ain't going to stand for it, see? Either she... Hey, hey, mister. Hey, where'd he go to? Pass the potatoes, please, thank you. Here you are, dear. Oh, thanks, something. Uh, Babs, pass the bread. Huh? Babs, I said pass the bread. Hmm? What, Daddy? Did you put down that paper? How many times have I told you it ain't polite to read at the table? Well, I, I just want to look Give up... Give me that the... paper, Daddy! There'll be no reading at this table. Now, your father's right, Babs. Yeah, you bet I'm not. You don't see your brother Junior sitting here reading. How can I if he isn't here? Huh? 
Oh, yeah, I thought somebody was missing. Where's Junior? Well, he and his scout troop went camping for three days. Oh. Now, now, put that paper away, Sam. Okay, I am, I am. Yeah, Sam, we get together once a day. They should talk to each other. I don't want to hear nothing but conversation at this table. Riley, dear. Yeah? You know, Christmas is coming, and we'll need some money. Now, Peg, please, I... when I'm eating, I don't like to talk. <laughs> wait till the day before Christmas. Now, we got to find some extra money. Look, and Peg, you can't get blood from a stone. So I'm going to use my head. <laughs> this Christmas, we won't give presents. We'll send out cards. But our friends will be giving us presents. Look, I ain't the kind of a guy who buys friendship with presents. We have the kind of friends who are just our friends because we give them presents and I don't want them for our friends. Besides, who we got to give presents to? Those cheap Durkins? Last year, they sent us a crummy nickel car. <laughs> He's no friend of mine. But if people give us a gift, we just got to send them something. Oh, all right, but let them send theirs first. <laughs> then we'll take it back to the store where they bought it, get the cash, buy them a present, and maybe we'll even make a little profit on the deal. I admit it ain't quite right, but what can a guy do if he's broke? Well, I, I know it, dear, so I I know where I can get a job. No, no, nothing to her. No wife of mine is going to work. Well, no. just for a couple of no, weeks. you've got enough to do looking after the house all day. Uh, but this job's at night. I don't care what kind of a job it is. I've got some pride left, you know. Think I want people going around saying Riley's a failure? They're keeping that inside the family. <laughs> Now, look here, if now, you just Peg, let me we say... went all through this before. As long as you're married to me, you ain't going to have to lift a finger. Now, if we're going to go to the show, you better get a move on and wash the dishes. <laughs> Mother, look, Daddy's picture's in the paper. What? My picture? Well, you're joking. Honest, it's right here in the roaming reporter column. Let me see, let me see. No, 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 wait a minute, Peg. No, no. See, here it is. You know, Peg, you put down that paper. No reading at the table. Should married women work? Oh, well, now, Peg, it ain't quite the reason. Certainly they should go to work. What else have they got to do with their time? <laughs> These married women would be a lot healthier and happier if they helped the husband meet the budget. Well, that is interesting. Well, but that isn't me. I didn't say that. That's some other Riley. With this face? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I said it. So what? So I'm going to work, like you want. Now, wait a minute, Peg. When I said that, I didn't mean wives like you. I meant rich men's wives. They got nothing to do all day because they got washing machines, heat freezers, dishwashers, vacuum cleaners. But when you married me, you got nothing. <laughs> You're telling me. Now, look, Peg. Now, Riley, it's all settled. I'm going to see Joe tonight. What, what Joe? At Joe's diner. He needs some help for a couple hours every night. Do you mean to stand there and tell me you're going to be a hash slinger in that diner where all those men hang out? Well, what's wrong with men? You'll find out when you're older. <laughs> what is wrong with men? You're too old to find out. <laughs> now listen, Peg. I ain't going to have my wife working in a diner where a lot of guys hang out. Now I'm staying... some service here. Another cup of java. Oh, yes. Coming right up, sir. Come on. Come on. Fill her up, sister. Right to the top. Come on. Here you are, sir. Well, don't slop it all over the saucer. Oh. I'm sorry. 
heard me ask. Oh, hello, Peg. Darling, you here again? Well, it was so lonesome at home. Peg, come, give up the job. Come back to me, huh? Now, Riley, don't you make a scene like you did last night. Joe was pretty sore. Yeah, but, honey, this is no place for you. If only for a couple of weeks, I can stand it. Yeah, but look at the characters who come in here. Look at that big ape over there dunking his donut in his pocket. <laughs> Regular slob. When I do that at home, you bore me out. Will you please go home, Riley? No, I'm staying right here. If you don't want to give up the job, then the least I can do is stick around and protect you in case one of these oh, guys should... Oh, I don't need your protection. Go home. No. Hey, sister, cut the chatter, will you? Give me a check already. Oh, right away, sir. Yeah, you see the way he talks to you, no respect? Here you are. 65 cents. All right, check it out of this. That was 65, 75, and 41 dollars. Well, that's only 35 cents. How about the other four bucks? Well, you only gave me a dollar. Don't give me that. I'll give you a pin. Well, I'll check. Well, I'm sorry. You must be mistaken. I don't even have a $5 bill in the register. That's an old trick. I'm wised up to that one. You probably slipped the bill in your stocking. Why? I'll hand over the four bucks or I'll take a look. Now, just a minute. Stay out of this, Buster. Don't give him the money, Peg. Now, look. I know when I'm being hooked and if I don't get those four bucks... Somebody's going to be carried out of here on a stretcher. Now, wait a minute. You can't talk to her like that. I'm talking to you, Buster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, look, sister. I've seen the way you chiselers operate before. So take that five out of your stocking and give me my change. Oh, Riley, did you hear that? Look, you better cut this out, mister, or I'll... I'll... No, what? I'll... Peg, take the five out of your stocking and give him his change. Are you going to stand there and let this No, now, Peg, don't make a me? scene. Joe will get sore. Here, mister. Here's four dollars out of my stocking. One, two, three, four. There you are. Okay. The next time you try to pull a stunt like this, I'll call a cop. Yeah. <laughs> live and let live. That's what I say. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, don't worry about the four bucks. You can pay me back out of your... How could you let that horrible creature uh, insult me like that? Yeah, but... Why, well, he Peg... called me a thief, and you let him. You let him. Yeah, but Peg... Why, well, you just stood there, and you didn't lift a finger. You no, called no, yourself no, Peg, a Now, don't cry. Well, I can't stand to see a woman cry. Man. I didn't know you wanted me to hit him. I didn't want to make you scream. <laughs> I'm a man. Give me another chance, and I'll prove that I'm a man. Peg, <laughs> I've just heard the first act of The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. But here's a question you hear everywhere these Christmas shopping days. What did you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What did you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Your shopping isn't quite complete without this famous festive treat for smoother, smoother holiday cheer. Remember Pabst Blue Ribbon beer? What did you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What did you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What did you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Smoother, smoother, smoother flavors. Zest and sparkle, million favors. Taste that smoother, smoother flavor. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Finest beer served anywhere. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, and the finest gift you can give the real beer drinker is a couple of those special Christmas wrapped handy six cartons of his favorite beer. Pabst Blue Ribbon. The beer with a flavor the whole world knows. 
So don't worry about the hard-to-please folks on your shopping list. Just give the gift that's always in good taste. Pat's Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere, Pat's Blue Ribbon beer. What did you have? Pat's Blue Ribbon. And now back to The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley with Paula Winslow and John Brown. It's the day following the deplorable scene at Joe's Diner, where our hero showed the white feather. He just arrived home to find the female members of his family already at the supper table. Oh, well, hello, everybody. Eat your supper early? I have to get to work. Oh, yeah. So please hurry up and eat your supper. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what's new? Why don't you talk? Most of the time, you're all talking at the same time. <laughs> Why don't you say something? Why don't you ask me what happened at the plant today, like you always do? Maybe something interesting happened. Maybe there was an accident. Maybe I got promoted. <laughs> Maybe I get into a fight. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's talk about something else. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm free tonight. Why don't we all go to the movies? I I'll treat. Good movie tonight. Of course, if you don't feel like a movie, we can go down the street and watch television. Good programs on television tonight. The Fireside Theater, Edwin. And, and they're showing the big fight tonight. <coughs> <laughs> well, let's go to the movies, eh? Yeah. Huh? What do you say? There's a swell show, Born Yesterday, and, and there's an English picture, too. The Astonished Heart. Uh, that's with that famous English actor, or what's his name? Noel... Uh... Coward. <laughs> Let's just stay home, huh? We'll have fun, huh? What do you think? Huh? Why are you looking at me like that? Why don't you say something? Talk. Okay, you don't want to talk, don't talk. But I know what you're thinking. I'm a coward. No guts. Yellow belly. That's what you're thinking. You can't fool me. Well, if you think I'm going to sit here and have my own family call me a coward with no guts and a yellow belly, you've got another thing coming. Now, Riley, wait. Goodbye. <laughs> What if I was a coward? The guy was twice as big as I am. Better to be a live coward than a dead hero. I ain't ready to meet the undertaker yet. Hello there. Glad to see you. <laughs> oh, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby Odell, the friendly undertaker. I'm on my way to the weekly meeting of the UEPBBB. U-E-P-B-B-B? Yes, the undertakers, embalmers, and pallbearers. Better business, Bureau. <laughs> Christmas is coming, and we're going to discuss a new layaway plan. <laughs> but you seem troubled, my friend. What's wrong? Oh, plenty, Digger. What would you say if I told you that I was a coward? I'd look down on you. And I advise you not to get yourself in that position. <laughs> I might as well face myself. I guess I am a coward. You see, Peg is working at Joe's Diner. What? Your dear spouse in commerce? Oh, I'm surprised to hear it. Yeah, she's waiting on table. I was against it, but Peg wants more money, and, well, I can't blame her. Ah, uh, Riley, you're laboring under a delusion. 
money won't bring happiness. It can often lead to disaster. There's a dirge they sing down Dallas Way that proves my point. Uh, Texas Jim Boyle made a mint drilling oil, but Everest usually wrecks us. He got along swell till he fell in a well. Now he's deep in the heart of a Texas. <laughs> Oh, Peg, not to take this job. You know the type of guy that goes into that place and said some big palooka got fresh with her and I didn't lift a finger. Oh, Riley, you're a grave disappointment. Uh, can you blame me, Digger? He was twice my size. If I'd have stood up to him, he'd have worked me over. And what would be the result? Then I'd work you over. <laughs> now, Peg and the kids ain't got no respect for me. You've got no idea, idea what it's like. Three people in the house and they don't talk to me. You're complaining. I've got a dozen people in my house, and they're not talking to me. <laughs> Riley, you must regain your wife's respect, even if you resort to subterfuge. I have a bully idea. Uh -huh. There's a huge, hulking fellow I know, a truck driver for a lumber concern. Mike Wilson's his name. Suppose I slip him a fiver. Tomorrow, as Peg leaves the house, he comes by in his truck. He stops and offers her a lift. Yeah. Naturally, she'll refuse. Oh, naturally. She insists. He gets fresh. Yeah. Suddenly, you appear on the scene. You've been lurking nearby. Yeah, yeah. Unhand that woman, you cry. Unhand that woman. How dare you accost this lady, you can. How dare you accost this lady, you can. Be gone or I'll strike you down. Well, now, wait a minute. Let's not lose my head, man. <laughs> you don't understand. Right. For the five dollars which I have slipped him, he will gladly take a punch and lie down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh, Digger, you're a genius. Th this ought to square me with Peg. If it works, I'll send you a box of cigars. And if it doesn't work, I'll send you a box. <laughs> oh, I'd better be shoveling off. Will it be coffee? Uh, no. Say, can I talk to you a minute, Mrs. Riley? Uh, private? Why, sure. Well, what is it, Mike? Oh, a funny thing happened today. A fellow I know, well, he says, how would I like to make five bucks? I says, sure. And he says, all I got to do is drive by your house in my truck, and when you come along, I try to pick you up. Me? Pick me up? Yeah, you know, get fresh with you. And then some guy's going to show up and take a poke at him, at me, and, and I make believe I get knocked out. Well, that's the most fantastic thing I... Wait a minute. Who put you up to this? Mr. Odell. You, you know, the undertaker. First time he ever asked me to pick up anybody. Oh, Mr. Odell. I see. Yeah, I figured it's a gag, see, but then I talked it over with my missus, and she says to watch my step, because you know what I mean. Sure. Sure, I understand. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I thought I'd let you know. I, I wouldn't want to get you into any trouble. I, I'll just give Odell back the five bucks. No, no, Mike. You do what he told you. You kidding? Please. You'll be doing me a big favor. Oh, okay. I'll pick you up. Anything to oblige a lady. <laughs> In the doorway. Ah, uh, greetings, Riley. Yeah. Let's stay across the street here where we can watch my house without anybody seeing it. Peg will be out any minute. 
Uh, are you sure that this guy, Mike, understands the setup? Huh? Oh, don't worry. Everything's under control. That's his truck parked at the corner there. Oh, yeah, well, I don't see him. Though. Oh, he's there. Don't you see him? Leaning against the truck? Where? Oh, yeah. Hey, he's a big fella. Are you sure he knows he's the one who's got to lie down, huh? Oh, positive. Uh, when I tell them to lie down, they lie down. <laughs> now, as soon as Peg comes out of the house, he starts up the truck, draws up alongside of her. Hey, here she comes now. She's crossing the street, back in the doorway. Here, here, here comes Mike in the truck. Get ready, Ryan. He's slowing down. Oh, if I know my Peg, she's going to yell blue murder, and then I rush to the rescue. Oh, boy, what a setup. <laughs> He's stopping. Hi there, beautiful. How about a lift? Be gone, you truck. You can't be you. Oh, what a revolting development this is. Uh, a cup of java, miss. Oh, it's you. The other girl will wait on you. Oh, uh, wait a minute, miss. I want to apologize for what happened yesterday. I want to give you back this four bucks. It was my mistake. When I got home, I found the five I thought I gave you in my other pocket. I uh, guess I acted like a heel. <laughs> you certainly did. Well, I'm sorry, miss, and I apologize. No hard feelings. <laughs> All right. I'll get you your coffee. Uh, frame me a couple of eggs, too, huh? Okay. Hi. Well, hello. What brings you here? Hi. How could you do it? How could you do it? Do what? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean. I seen you. How could you? You let him pick you up. A guy you met for the first time. What makes you think it was the first time? <laughs> no. No, I don't believe it. Not you, Peg. You ain't that type. Tell me it ain't true. What isn't true? You know. Tell me. Why don't you answer me? You wouldn't want me to lie to you, would you? Yeah, lie to me. Well, I'm busy now. I've got to fry some eggs. The cook's sick. Well, no, put down that skillet. I'm talking to now, you. stop right. So I'm going to get to the bottom of this, Peg. Uh, pardon me, miss, but is Buster here annoying you again? Oh, no. No, it, it's all right. Oh, it's you again. On account of you, I'm in this mess. Well, you're through making trouble for me. Put him up. You're going to get what's coming oh, for you. Oh, stop. Okay, Buster. <laughs> oh, He's out cold. That'll learn him. Why, you big ape. Huh? Who asked you to interfere? Well, I was just... Why, you... You... Hey, hey, miss. Oh, Easy with that skillet. Watch what you do. <laughs> Riley. Riley, darling. Open your eyes. Riley. Uh, oh, what happened? Oh, let me help you up, dear. Oh, my head. Oh, Peg, I tried, but I guess I ain't much of a man. I... Hey, what's he doing on the floor? Uh, why, I... Uh, you... You knocked him out. Who, me? Yes, yes dear. Are you kidding? Oh, you were wonderful. <gasps> the way you lit into him. The way I... <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I guess this proves something, huh, Peg? Yes. Certainly does. Yes, sir. Today I am a man. <laughs>
Grace will be back in just a moment. But right now... You can travel 15,000 miles to far-off lands and distant isles from tropic sun to Arctic snows. It's Pat's Blue Ribbon the whole world knows. Hawaiians living in the far Pacific. They know the beer that tastes terrific. You'll always hear them answer gaily when you ask them this on your ukulele. What'll you have? Pat's Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pat's Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pat's Blue Ribbon. Pat's Blue Ribbon Yes, wherever you travel, to the far corners of the world or right here in the good old USA, you'll find folks enjoying that international favorite, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Remember, the quality that has carried Pabst Blue Ribbon around the world is yours for the asking. The next time the waiter asks you, what did you have? Tell him you want the world's number one favorite, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served. Anywhere. <laughs> You made thirty-seven fifty for a couple hours' work in only four days. That's right. See, most of the customers are truck drivers, and they're wonderful tippers. Oh, they're a swell bunch of fellas. Yeah, they certainly are. Salt of the earth. Thirty-seven fifty. Hmm. Why, you could make seventy-five bucks a week easy. Why, that's almost four thousand a year. Say, at that rate, hey, it's almost eight o'clock, Peg. You better hurry. You'll be late for work. You mustn't be late, you know. <laughs> oh well, I- I'm not going to work. I quit today. Like you wanted me to. You quit? I thought it over, and it's not fair to you and the kids. You were right, dear. I was not right. I was 100% wrong. I was never so wrong in all my life. And you listen to me because I'm always right. 4000 a year, that, that's more than I make. You can't quit a job like that. If anybody's going to quit, I'll quit. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It'll be a nice change, eh? What do, you, what do you say, Peg? Huh? Okay? Hmm? Huh? What were you saying? I wasn't listening. Well, I said... Holy smoke, it's late. I'd better get to work. Well, yeah. goodbye, dear. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> oh, it's a woman's world. Hello, Riley. I'm Phil Harris. Say, Mr. Harris... Peg and I think you have a great idea in the thing for kids for Christmas. Well, thanks, Riley. That's what I dropped by to ask you about. Now that your kids have grown up a little, there must be a lot of toys around your house that some less fortunate youngsters would appreciate receiving for Christmas. Well, there were, but Peg took them down to our local collection headquarters. They'll give them to deserving kids on Christmas. Peg said it was the thing to do. Well, it sure is the thing to do. And if everyone would take some thing for kids to their local groups for distribution Christmas, then all the kids could live the life of Riley, just like you and your family. I hope everybody donates a thing for kids for Christmas to their local campaign. It sure would make Christmas brighter for a lot of nice youngsters. Well, you've done your part, Riley. Now let's hope that everyone else donates their toys right away. Well, so long, Mr. Harris. We'll be seeing you. So long, Riley. Riley, why the pen? Uh, the pen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always use a pen when I write with ink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my Christmas card. 
Uh, you know what it says? No, what's it say? It says, uh, what do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Smoother, smoother, smoother flavors. Next and sparkle, million flavors. Take that smoother, smoother flavor. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. What did you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Script by Reuben Shipp and Alan Lipscott. Direction by Mitch Lindemann. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and sent your way with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon, dealers from coast to coast. See you next week. Jimmy Wallington speaks. Hear Dangerous Assignment and the Man Called X tomorrow on NBC.